Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. The feeling of a winter duvet, a hot cup of coffee on a frosty morning, an impromptu bunch of flowers from a pal. There are a million things I'm thankful for today, but what is my guest thankful for? Say no! You'll always reach that, that same answer, but don't torture yourself for three days about it and then make the answer. Make the answer, say no, and move on. Welcome to Thanks A Million, I'm Angela Scanlon and this is the show that takes a sneaky look at my guests' gratitude list to find out the things that shaped their lives. Oh, hi. (laughs) I have just left London City. I'm off to Dublin to meet a pal of mine, a good pal of mine. You could call her by her nickname, everyone will know. In the UK, she has done stuff in the UK, but I describe her to anyone who doesn't know her as the Queen of Ireland. Men, women, children, everybody loves them. A bit of Amy Huberman. Hoobs, as she's known. She's smart as a whip and very funny. And she just kind of got her shit together. (laughs) So, here she is. I'm Amy Huberman. I am an actor and a writer and do other spangly things as well mm-hmm. at times um, but you never really see yourself as that because for most day to day you're just you know trying to figure out what's for dinner <laughs> What are you most thankful for today? I'm most thankful for my health and to, to for the most part my happiness mm-hmm. uh, that doesn't mean I'm happy all day every day or I get you know I go through periods of you know, feeling stuck or feeling anxious about things. But I think for the most part, I have a huge sense of gratitude for my free, my freedom in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, to, you know, work things out. Uh, <laughs> my friends would be like, what? <laughs> that is untrue. <laughs> and listen, I'm worried about this and this and this. But, well, but, you, but, you, I, but I can always reset and, mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that. So I'm grateful for... I'm grateful for a sense of positivity. Yeah. Um, I haven't always felt that way and I've definitely gone through phases of not, of, of feeling, not ever feeling down, but definitely feeling worried for for periods of time. And I'm I think worried it was about? Not really anything and usually okay. really irrational things or trying to, control, I, mean, I think it was when my, my kids were very young and maybe it was, you know, all to do with, with that um, and parents getting older and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think when you kind of go through those, you just realise the things that we do worry about are often the really inconsequential, silly things. But I think, you know, listen, it's a human condition to worry. And I think if you didn't, that would, you'd have a problem as well. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, OK, you need to, you, you know, your brain needs to have different, you know, indicators for to guide you in your yeah. life. And you, I mean, you say, uh, like, obviously gratitude. Do you, because I always think of you as a very naturally 
positive person? Does it take work or do you wake up and go, oh, I'm, I'm actually lucky? Do you have to, you know, you say you reset. Do you have to think about doing that or does it come quite naturally I sometimes I have gone through phases where and I do think I am naturally positive Mm -hmm. I do and I enjoy being happy because I feel who doesn't like to laugh that's interesting though that you say you enjoy being happy because I do think there are a lot of people who in theory crave that and seek it but also can't really allow themselves to have that and listen I think in that way it does take work that's not to say that sometimes I don't hear myself moaning Mm -hmm. about really silly things and I feel I feel I do that when I'm really busy and it's me justifying to my family and my friends why I can't do certain things and I'm you know and I think it's my way as well of going I'm not always up so and I I have this and I have this and this and then I'm like that sounds like such a moan yeah okay so stop like stop Mm -hmm. that I do think I'm quite positive um and I and I in a, in a weird way, and my my husband always says to me as well. He's like, you don't have to be that positive all the time. Not it's not even positive. Like I'd be annoyingly positive, going, okay, guys, sun's shining today and it's pissing rain. <laughs> but I think in a way of, and I've actually I've read an interview with you where you discussed this, and I think in a way we possibly have a similarity in that way that when you're in a social situation, it's like go at a hundred miles an hour, won't stop talking. I feel like it's my job to fill every silence to be. To be entertaining, entertaining. And, and there's a part of me that really enjoys it and I love the chats and I love that but the older I get I do feel a tiredness after it yeah. so I, can, I know that in a week if I have like one or two or a couple of things to go to I'll have to kind of lay low after it because I, I naturally give it 150% yeah I think if I went out and stayed silent for a night people would be like there is genuinely something wrong with her 100% whereas I, I love that people have a comfort in their own skin to go I don't it's not my, it's not my, I don't have to be the one full in the middle of a full table going and, do you, and is everybody okay and is this and this and, yeah. and non-stop non-stop talking it's interesting because I th- I could totally relate with that and I remember us talking about that yeah. at the time and it's kind of I I think I'm quite extreme in that when I'm out and I'm on it's it's like a switch yeah and so that's not to say that it's it's put on but it's definitely a mode I totally that you get kind that. of I totally get enter that. into and then sometimes I will go home and literally be on the floor like collapse I, I I've noticed that I always thought I had an unending well of energy and I I, I now know probably because my life has gotten busier and I've got children and I've got different mm-hmm. responsibilities than I had getting older babe and, uh, and, <laughs> yeah what am I talking about no, you're just old now <laughs> oh shit yeah but it, it, it there it, there definitely is and I think I think that I think it's clever to stand back and because I'm, I don't I'm never going to change I don't mm-hmm. think I do, I'm never going to be different in a social, social situation and, and to be honest I enjoy it so now I just have to look and go okay I've, I've kind of got a busy few weeks so I'll need the time on the other side or else it's really not fair on my family because yeah. I will be like a shell and I will have I will have expended so much that I'm too tired for the day to day too tired for the ham sandwich but, and also those things and you started by saying that, that and similarly for me that's the most important thing they're yeah. the yeah. reason you know for yeah. everything and so sometimes you forget you give all your energy yes. a lot of the time yes. to, to strangers to strangers and then you come home and you're like they, yeah. there's nothing left to give the people who you actually well, care about most that's the thing and I've, I've, I've become a little bit more discerning at that because we were chatting as well before we started recording about like 
you know, if you if you're chatting to people that you don't know, and at a point where you feel like there's a cutoff, because I don't mind, like if it's your friends and family people you know, you know, you're having the you're having the chat and the laugh, but definitely to I don't I, I'm I've gotten better at I was always like oh it's going to be rude if I extricate myself from what this. What will they think of what me? What will they think? Who cares at the end of the day? You're not. I'm not being rude. It yeah. would be unlike me to be like see ya and just walk off. But I will. I will. I will extricate myself from that now and go. That, that's in, that's. I'm going to go and spend the time with my my friends and my mm-hmm. family, um, and and not not feeling bad about that um, boundaries. I I once it was a, it was a lesson I learned and it was a long time ago, but I remember it was post match one day one of the rugby matches and I can be bad on remembering people. Um, you are. Angela, right? No, yeah. it's Ashley. <laughs> yeah, Ashley. No, but this, uh, this, you know, this woman came over to me, and I was like, "She must be someone's mom. She must be one of the players' mom." And I sat down with her for, I think, fifteen minutes and told her everything about my life. And I was like, "She's someone's. She's someone's mom. She's someone's mom because she seems to know a lot." <laughs> by me and then at the end of it she was like well it was, it was lovely to meet you she got up and walked away I was like oh god I've told her everything <laughs> I've told her everything <laughs> she got up and in like, don't, don't tell anyone but I told you <laughs> but in that way I was like okay there's a there's a happy medium mm-hmm. there's a happy medium yeah. so I've tried try and find that and but exercise it it is interesting because it is that that I think in the way is is your strength and your appeal is that kind of openness and and trust in people, you know. And I'd be the same. Like, why would this person who you've never met be like, "Hey, why do they want to talk to me?" Yeah, but it's a compliment yeah. to you that they feel like they know you, that they can sit down and have a chat. Like, you know, she knows pal. me now. She knows everything. <laughs> she knows it all. I got a lot in in twenty minutes. Oh, I bet. <laughs> God I love her. I'd say oh, she was like, eh, "Can I ask a question, please?" Oh, she's like, "When is she going to stop?" Oh my when God, she Amy! Is Imagine so- she left. She's like, Geez, "Does she know me? I wanted to get out of there 19 minutes ago." Like, Sorry. So this is basically a public apology to that lady. Sorry, taking up 20 minutes of your life. That's the thank you that got away, right? <laughs> Wearing the ear off some poor woman. Yeah. <laughs> So the thank fuck for this. Oh wow, I love I know, it. Sassy. Sorry. Isn't it sass So kind of the thing that you would be lost without really. The thing. Like the a thing. like an actual thing. It could be a thing it could be a phone, it could be a yeah. diary, it could be, you know, a I do surfboard. love diaries. It's definitely not a surfboard. <laughs> I would love to be that cool. Yeah, yeah, just going to catch catch a few surfs, whatever that is. Waves, I think. Waves, waves, waves. Yeah. Um, uh, the thing, I mean, if you are talking about like a thing, like an mm-hmm. inanimate thing, it, and, I, and I know that the phones are like a blessing and a curse and it's very easy to be like, they're, they're so annoying and it's like sucking our life out of our, you know, our time and our life. But I think that is, and there's times I do feel like that it is a, a small toddler who's demanding attention all the time mm-hmm. going, pick me up, play with me, like Be me, also engage you. with me. And the pressure for you to be, you know, funny publicly. Oh, God. That's kind of full on, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but that's not... <laughs> I mean, you don't have to try and be a joker all the time, Amy. <laughs> Just write something that doesn't have to be funny. Like, that's not oh, my thing, okay. It's like a shit. <laughs> um, but no, it, it. but in a way... I know in a huge way technology is great and I am not very technically minded. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at it and I feel like it jumps so quick and I can't keep up. But for the day to day and as much as we can curse our phones, 
the ease that it that I can keep in touch with, like say my dad, my dad's not very well, and you know I if there's days where I can't get out to him, and he'll he'll send me a little message, and he loves painting. He's got Parkinson's, and he can't write anymore, but he paints, and he loves painting, and he'll do a painting and like take a picture of it and send it to me, and I and I feel that's a really lovely way for us to have a little connection in the day. Yeah. So that is a, that's amazing to do. Mm-hmm. That is amazing to do. Um, or if I'm away working and I get to FaceTime the kids and my friends. and Brian is up a mountain. Uh, he's up a mountain. Yeah, the technology didn't really work okay. so well then. That wasn't great. <laughs> there Excuse are me. some places sacred. <laughs> like, <laughs> hi. Actually, and he, you know, on the, the, the counter side of that, he loved. He was like, that was amazing. Not mm-hmm. really. They had an emergency phone. No modem but, up there. No, there was no modem. Mm-hmm. There was no modems. <laughs> Funnily enough, I had to find that myself in the middle of 5,000 boxes. <laughs> Didn't find it because I did not know what that looked like. Um, but it was, it was, yeah. So in a way, yeah, the phone, the phone, you know, ringing, ringing my mum for, for a minute or two on the way somewhere. So that is, and, and just technology, my laptop, my laptop allows me to write. I could write with a quill and a piece of paper, but mm. I don't think I would. Yeah, so that, time. so that, yeah, it would take a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and when you're saying diaries and stuff, I don't keep a diary, but I do keep like a little diary of stuff that the, you know, the kids say and things like that. Oh, do you? Yeah. Oh, I really start doing that. Yeah. I must get you one of those and you just keep it in your kitchen. It's like, it's like a little line a day. I don't do a line a day. Oh, cute. Um, because they don't say funny stuff every day. They need to up their game. <laughs> they really do. Guys, if you want me to put a really memorable line in a day. <laughs> get moving. Come on. Get, get thinking. thinking. Get smarter. <laughs> um, but no, so those kind of things. And then, but again, back to the technology, like, you know, the phones and that you can just, you know, I just, pictures of them and your and things as you go and it's a lovely memory mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's sad when your when your phone pops up with this time last, last year and you're like year. oh god mm-hmm. and you're like is that a year is that a year yeah. this is too fast it's too quick but it's it's lovely as well so you know people probably say really cool provoking special stuff and I've just said my phone no but it's interesting you say that because um, I did a thing on BBC Two a couple of years ago now and it was all about modern uh, inventions and yeah. so there was the steam engine and antibiotics and I mean some of them aren't modern Yeah. and, and the phone was one and I mean I, and so I was representing the phone and I I have a love-hate relationship, as exactly, I think we all do. Totally. You're kind of like, ooh, it's this little pest that is demanding, <sighs> you know, attention and um, engagement. But the flip side of that is that, you know, I live away from home, obviously. Exactly. And, like voice notes that we I can love, have. I love, like, a, I love a voice note. Yeah. A, you love a really long one. <laughs> You're like, okay, we need to set aside a bit of time to listen to Amy's ones. Um, <laughs> it's like unconscious stream of thought. Yeah. But it, it, so it's day. a really, like people dismiss technology as ruining connections yeah. between people and relationships but actually I think and you talk about your dad and being able yeah. to have that connection yeah. it's a really intimate way of connecting with someone on a day-to-day yeah. basis if they're on the other side of the city or the other side of the world yeah. and feeling because I've been you know with my my parents and my family and Roy's family having you know videos I love it and that you can share FaceTime that you're like totally like Ruby knows my mum daily kind of see that's it and in a way there's a stress to it but there's another way it takes out that anxiety and like I I feel like I've I've touched base and I'll you know I'll see them next week but I feel like I've I've connected with that person Um, and I had a really interesting chat with my friend recently and I never really saw it the way he saw it because we were you know we were talking about social media we were talking about phones and everything and I think because we're indoctrined to fear change, mm-hmm. that every generation 
you know, the, the, the generation that it affects, you know, who ha- in the older generation is probably like, well, what are they at? But I think for our generation where we knew a time where we didn't have it and now a time where we do, whereas the younger people, that was just always been in their life. Yeah. It's for us, it's quite strange because we were like, oh, we'll remember the days. But when you look back, that's every generation, whatever it was, whatever was the new thing, the older generation was like, "This is going to change. This TV is going to be for make the detriment. That's going to change." And yeah, yeah. Exactly. And and there, of course, there's pluses and negatives to everything. But I think if you, with with all these things, it is a balance. And and once you kind of know the dark hole that you can go down, mm-hmm. but actually see it for the positive, because I don't think it's going anywhere. So what do we what do we say thank you to it for for the for the stuff that it brings yeah. ease to our lives. Thank you, next. Thank you, next. You know, oh, look at me. I'm so on the money. Do we have to pay Ariana Grande rights now I for that? I hope not. I think How she's much got she enough, charge? she charge? Go a bit, I'd say. Oh, I've just said that bit out. So this is kind of all about maybe the chapter of your life that you're you're quite happy to leave behind or a I'm moment so young, in your I'm life. Like I haven't reached that point. <laughs> maybe it's not a chapter. Maybe it's just like an incident, a, a thing that happened yeah. that you're like, actually, that was awful, but it was actually a good thing to happen at the time. A thing that at the in the moment felt like the end of the world, but maybe was meant to be. Oh, listen. Well, like, I mean, I had so many of those to do at work in my 20s. I took it all so personally. Mm. And like, I, 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 do you know what? If you're talking about a stage in life, I, I, I probably would think my tw- my 20s, actually. And I love my 20s. And I had great crack. And I travelled and I lived in London. And I, I, you know, I was going to say I studied a course I like. I didn't. I did study and it wasn't a course I liked. But, I, you know, I, li- I lived. And, and I was happy with the choices that I made. And I, you know, all, all of that kind of stuff. But I wish I... And I know everybody says it. I wish I did care less about you know what other people by pleasing other people and I don't know if that's more of a female thing or an age thing or a combination of both but I definitely did and, I, and I'm and i still working on that mm. I think I've reached a point where I do care less but I still care I still care I'd love to reach a point where couldn't I'm give like, a monkey couldn't give a monkey mm. to the point where you're not being a dick in a way yeah, where you're yeah. like I don't care the consequences but in a way that you're like you're not focusing on the stuff that really doesn't matter mm-hmm. um, and also that other people aren't don't care as much as you care about your own life Get over yourself there, love. Yeah, but I, I, and I do think there's an element of that that's female, but it's interesting because it's like choices, Mm. decisions that you make. Ultimately, it's about what you think and feel, what your family think. But I sometimes am like, what would that person that I went to school with 15 years ago think if I did this? No. Or like that, you know, person I interviewed two years ago and it's like nobody gives a shit no They've no no and life life is fast it moves on and mm. nobody is nobody is going John I'm going to put aside an hour of my day now to look at what Angela has decided <laughs> to do today. no yeah. you know it's not and it's fleeting and look we're not all go- always going to make the right decisions with everything with anything but I do believe that you can only make the decision that you can make at the time where you think it's the best thing mm-hmm. and there's invariably going to be things that you look back and go oh f- I probably should have done the opposite but like uh, they, you, we're not human if you don't do that yeah. I mean there's been jobs that I thought were devastating that I didn't get or did get and then subsequently didn't work but uh, you know it allowed me to go on a different road and I do think I, God I think about the hours that I worried about what I thought other people were, gave it you know were worrying about or just that I had a little bit more conviction in my 20s but I didn't I was mm. just I, I, I was at I, that was my 20s and 
and I've reached a stage hopefully now that I, 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 you know, that I've got a little bit more resolve or that, that, you know, you can't please everyone and you just kind of have to rock on as best you can. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just that insecurity, that insecurity or seeking that validation, I think a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Or just trying to be overly nice in case everyone thought, oh, she is difficult. And I've tried to work on that as well because I know I'm not going to be rude, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean I can't go, this doesn't work for me actually. And that, that it doesn't suit me and I wish you all the best, but I, I, I can't give you that time yeah. or my energy for that. So like saying no. Saying no. Mm-hmm. Saying no. And stop apologizing. Do you know what as well I need to work on and I have gotten a little bit better. And my my mum and actually my, my my husband always says is like you'll always reach that that same answer, but don't torture yourself for three days about it and then make the answer. Make the answer, say that say no, and move on. And let them move on quicker. They don't care. Yeah. And if they do, it'll, they'll get over it. Mm. They'll get over it. Yeah. Yeah, that saying no thing though is re- it's like a muscle you have to flex. It's like it takes a lot of practice. I, I think, think when you work for yourself, like both of us do, it that's hard yeah. as well. But and, and and I think I exhausted myself from saying yes to things because I thought, you know, you get we get conditioned to this thing and like, you know, we're living in a world where it's like, oh, you have to be achieving all the time, and you and mm. you don't. And I don't mean to say that in a, in a way that's a disservice and go listen, kick back. But I think it's really important too as well, and go like. You know, you can wear yourself out so easily by yeah. just taking too much on, and I definitely have before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I know my signs now where I where I've taken too much on, and my head just gets too busy and too cluttered, and I write more lists because I actually can't. I I feel like I'm like scrambling, and that's that's a crap way to live. Time goes too fast when you live like that. Yeah. And I and I I love being busy, and I love challenges but I don't need to wedge every hour of my day with that so that's what I'm I'm trying to do a little bit more as well and just um just just be in, be in the moment I don't mean in the moment like right now but in the moment of maybe it's a week or in a phase going oh, I don't really fancy writing four jobs in one go at the moment or you know having to go to certain things because then that's you know that's energy and it's like I have to find an outfit in this and they're, they look like great crack, but yeah. there's only so many you can do in a, in a time. So it's, I think it's just that. So being I don't remember what the question was, but well, I seg- segued off that yeah, way. No, no, no. I think it's important because it's like... Oh, thank uh, you to that, that chapter. chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it is that it's kind of the, the discipline because what I yeah. find myself doing is instinctively when I'm in that mode, like performance mode. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Everything sounds fun. Everything yeah. sounds exciting. I want to do everything. Yeah. And then you go home and you're like, oh my God, oh my that's God, hanging this. over. I've this. To totally, totally. And you're not able to enjoy no. what you're doing because you're doing everything at half mast no, is what it feels exactly. like. Exactly. And you feel like you're holding back in your energy because you're like, well, uh, 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 this on Friday and uh, this, yeah. So you're, mm-hmm. holding, you're holding a little bit back. So in that way, I think... Yeah, I think just kind of, I think, knowing how much you can give of your time and your energy. Yeah. And so thank you next control. to just going. And, but it is, it's that thing of like, I better take that. I better take that because nobody might want me in a year They'll and all that kind back. of thing. They never come back. Do you know what? If they don't come back, it's grand. Something else. Things are always evolving. And if no one ever does want me again, then that's wrong. <laughs> and I should have said yes to everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you can come back with me in a years. You should have said yeah, yes. Yeah, Amy, um, I, d- I hate to break it to you, but that... Uh, yeah, I remember that philosophy. Yeah, wrong call. Wrong. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The thanks that got away. In what way? Well, it could be. It could be like somebody that you never got the chance to say, say goodbye to. You. So it could be quite <gasps> sentimental or heartfelt or sad. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, that woman who you demented at the match. Thank you. Chatting, but you never Thank got you for your time. She's like, you are not welcome. <laughs> but you know, you kind of think, yeah, yeah. Are there, is there anyone that had uh, maybe unknown to them who had a really big effect yes. on you that you never quite got Yes. My 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 granny my I I so I like most people at one stage have four grandparents mm-hmm. um, biologically but I only ever knew one really my dad's parents were lived in London but they were quite a bit older and I met them when I was really young and then I never met oh no I, I did meet my mum's dad when I was a baby but I clearly don't remember that okay. um, but my granny so my granny was really only my mum's mum my only gr- granny and she lived in Wexford and she died when I was 15 but I again you know it was one of those things where I was 15 and I, I don't think I appreciated her enough and I've thought about her so much and I do think about her a lot um, and I you know I think for her time she was an incredibly strong woman and a really formidable woman um, and I, I hear so much about my granny because she was she lived in, in Wexford town and you know she was she always took great care and I even remember like, she was in her 80s when she died so she wasn't young young but yeah. she was she always looked deadly and looked Go like on. a woman on a mission she never was like what I you know quintessential granny that you mm. think she was like she was like like Marina will like Polonex and she was actually a great figure like she had a great figure for her age for any age um, and she was always she was always anytime we drove into Wexford she was always polishing the brass and she was always she'd always even if she went to get milk or bread she would get the good coat she would get the scarf she would be wearing a hat she was just so glamorous and like in a small you know country town apparently loads of people were like May Morris has notions <laughs> She has such notions and I love that she didn't care. She was like, I don't care. I'm fabulous. I'm going to pet it in my good coat to get the, to get the meat for the dinner. And do you know what? She was, she was, she separated from her husband, which was unheard of really at the time. And I, I just think the, 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 the the courage to do that was, you know, for, for me now kind of going, God, you know, at the time you're like, oh yeah, yeah. And then it's only when you, when you grow up and you realise what strides, strides we had to make in like, the now for for you know for women to be visible and right and I can't believe she she did have the temerity to, to make yeah. those decisions in a time in a in a in a country town where people would be to maybe she just can put on the coat and walk down the village she's like I'm doing I'm doing it but you know she she provided for her she ran a B and B because then she was on her she was on her own oh, yeah. effectively um, and kind of earned a living she she went she went away and worked in London I thought I was like guys. I'm going to London to work in a shop. I was like, I thought one in my twenties. I thought that that was like, I am just like breaking barriers. And my mum was like, Yeah. Oh, do you know who worked there? Your granny. Worked. I was like, Wow. Did she head off what? to London? So she. I just think for her time, I was like, What? A, you know, and she was a strong woman. 
I actually don't know. I know that she worked as well in, in a hotel in Wexford. I must ask my mum. I don't know where she yeah. worked in London. But she, I, I, I just, you know, and, and she, you know, she was very religious. She went to mass every morning and prayed. Mm. And she was of her age in a way and of, of, of her age in, in she wasn't in other ways mm-hmm. I just think that she she had that ability to be strong and maybe she did care what other people think but she she, she went about it like she didn't mm-hmm. and I'm like wow that's cool and I would have loved to have thanked her for that and I guess subconsciously I knew that and, that, and I saw that mm-hmm. um, but I I only really I didn't really I guess calibrate that until I was older and realised that the, the things that the decisions decisions that she did have to make at a time that were probably quite difficult for her to do. Mm. Um, so thanks, Granny. Oh, I know. May. Oh, May. Yes. And you know what? I've got my cards read a couple of times, and every time, whoever, no, probably th- three times. But she's come in a lot, and and I do, I actually do feel her presence, and I, I, she's the only person very close to me who I who has died. So I do think about her, and I'm I'm not religious, but in a way I'm spiritual. So if I ever I needed to kind of have a chat. Have a chat, or, or in that way where you light a candle for somebody. It's always, it's always her. It's her yeah. yeah. So thank you, Granny. Mm-hmm. I, I love May Morris with I her notions. I love May Morris with her notions. <gasps> and still, my mum will laugh, you know, and my cousin will always have laughed. She's like, oh, Granny won't be dead yet when you're going out the door with oh, your coat I and you're click clacking down the road. <laughs> I know. I know. And did she, did, do you have any of her clothes? I don't have any no. of her clothes. They never really kept them, did they? I feel like my mum no, threw out a load of clothes. But again, when she was 15, had. we were all, she lived in this townhouse in Wexford and she had bits and bobs. And I remember when she died, we were all like, you know, we all went to her house and we were all allowed to take stuff. I was 15. Mm. I wasn't thinking that, you know. Yeah. Um, although my mum does have like a fur thing, which now fur, I wouldn't touch fur if mm-hmm. you threw it at me. But, you know, and mum still has them. And in the time, people did wear. And it was the good coat. But there is this, Fox yoke that is a in now. My, my mum won't even wear it, but I'm like, what, what has we? it got teeth and everything? It's just got a head <laughs> with cross eyes. <laughs> I'm like, is that all we could keep? She had such deadly brooches and you know all and scarves, head scarves. She loved a head scarf. Oh, what a yeah, legend. yeah. Well, she was a legend. I I kept her dresser. I have this. I have a dresser of hers from her room, and, and we upcycled it and painted it so I have that That's and I always, I always love going up to her room because you know those dresses that have like little trinkets and like mm-hmm. a little dish of rings and all those kind of things and I, looked, I was rooting through her drawers I don't know how happy she was but I was oh. up but for also a also I have um, similarly my my mum's mum and she um her like the smell yeah <laughs> it was it's so comforting do, do you know what I realised smells like my granny and it was only do you know do you know that um, makeup brand that is I can't really ever find it Gerilyn or however you pronounce oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah, yeah. that smells of my grandmother oh, and really? I don't think she even used it but whatever they use in that whatever they use in that I smell and I'm like oh my god I'm just brought back to being a kid and her coming up and staying with it yeah (laughs) rifling through her gear and her going excuse me get out (laughs) my granny used to use oil of Yule it was Yule back in the day yes and I don't know why obviously my mum wasn't really into skincare I thought oil of ole moisturiser was like the bitch. most glam you are a bosh bitch if you've got oil and like that little the bottle you know the kind yeah. of square bottle with yeah. the black top yeah. and I was like she is, is she has nuts. arrived oh yeah and was her skin yeah. gorgeous fabulous oh, wow. and also I think because like maybe as you get older your skin gets like translucent yeah but really soft yes so it's powdery. powdery yeah 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 and it's so comforting yes. to like a little fat soapy cheek i know just like this clammy hand 
going off onto the lovely chair. I know, and it's funny, you're just brought back there. Yeah. I, my granny always used to have a little like glass of sherry. When Sherry was in it, she'd always like give me a wink and I was always allowed to have a slug. I know, but it's those little things and you hold on to them. Mm. My last memory of my granny was going to the Arnott Sale when she was up in Dublin and we went into town together. No, since the heels were on, the good coat. And I was going, she was probably mortified, I was probably in a bomber jacket and like, uh, like hair parted in front of my face going, mortified. Mm. Well, she looked like some... 50s movie star but I loved being on the on the. I just remember the bus on the way home and us just chatting and she was like my feet are wrecked but she just just those those chats and that those times are just I guess they're just those precious comforting moments aren't they mm. okay the big thanks oh wow <laughs> your face looks scared oh god so it's like this is is the one so the yeah. person or the event or the thing that you are most profoundly grateful for I mean I think it genuinely has to be my family and sorry if that's really generic but I do feel really grateful and thankful for my for my family I guess for my parents that I'm alive mm-hmm. thanks you guys for hooking up <laughs> and uh, being hot <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say that <laughs> Um, for for them for them and their support for my entire life and my brothers I love my brothers I've been I've been really lucky to be surrounded by deadly men deadly men who have I mean like when 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 I guess the movement of the last two to three years has happened and I, I was just like what guys can be like this because I I I was just I grew up with you know, a dad who who was like, you know, do what you want to do and like be creative and be free. And my brothers who just were, I, I felt like one of the guys and maybe they felt like one of the girls. It just, I, I never felt like there was that distinction separation, distinction. Between, no, yeah. uh, I was like, oh God. No, no, I mean, not that naive. And you grow up and you live in a world and you go to school and you go to college and you mm-hmm. see that. But what I mean is from my, for, for, you know, a huge important part of my development, I, I, I've, I felt there was a parity in a way as well that it, yeah. I, you know that it wasn't like and women know your limits not in my not in my family group and 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 I'm really grateful for that I'm really thankful growing up I'm thankful for my friends my support network who I would come undone at the seams without um, and who I just I'm going away with my girlfriends this weekend and I cannot wait I can't wait it's just literally nourishing your soul. Yeah. Um, and for my family, my my own now, I guess, immediate family, I'm so grateful um, to have them. And I feel really lucky to have them. And they make my world exponentially r- richer. And I'm really I'm really grateful for their support and their and the laughter that we have together. That's my that is, I guess, friends and family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that is quite generic, but I, it's the one thing that I think if you took away, I, I, I it is such ingrained in who I am and my identity, I would I would I would be forever sad without them. I wouldn't have known them, but <laughs> you wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be. Oh, well, actually, that's a fair point. <laughs> but yeah, you would. Yeah, and I think that's the thing is that yeah, it feels obvious, but it's also really easy to overlook yeah. those things and take for granted those things that are actually there. yeah. And I think it's when you get older. I mean, my dad is getting older, and and he's not well. And 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 I think when you reach a certain age, you do. I think 
in your 20s and it's great that you think life's never going to end and that should be how you feel so you kind of got that ballsiness you know like, oh, I'm just going to take a year off you can be but, a bit reckless yeah of course yeah. and I think that's really important to be to, to live like that at a certain stage in your life and again that's a really important developmental thing if you're lucky to get to do it but I think now now that I'm a parent and my parents are getting older I'm really thankful for the time that I have when people are healthy and here for the most part and I and I'm really appreciative of it and I and I know that and time is racing like the last 10 years have passed so fast so I'm 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 I in a way I'm grateful for that certain things are behind me and I know that things will get more challenging in ways that you know with with age and, and with all of that stuff so I'm, I'm grateful to be where I'm at now where things are, you know, not everything is perfect and not and there's sickness and there's, you know, the stresses and the strains. But for the most part, it's 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 OK. And and at times it won't be OK, but mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be where I'm at and I'm I'm thankful for for them and the time and the time we have. And I think about that a lot as well is like when you you're with family and you look around and you're like, everybody is here. I know. And yeah, that won't. I know. That won't be the case. But I think it's really you can't you can't hold yourself to that either because you have to I feel enjoy every stage and even though the stages yeah. are going to be some maybe harder you can't pause it mm. so how are you going to go forward and go they're gone yeah you know these are older because we're all I mean you're lucky to be here if you get you're lucky to that you're still here to see that yeah so yeah it just feel life suddenly feels quite short at times mm, I know right like, what yeah. Are we at the, the, you know at this stage? Yeah. But um, so, yeah, drink it in, drink it in, mm-hmm. drink it in. <laughs> Slightly possessed look. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Drink it. I just feel very voiceovery with my microphone. Yeah, you drink do that quite a bit though, don't you? Yeah, I identify your voice. You change it quite a bit. Though. I do. Yeah, well, I'm a bit hoarse today. I went to Mariah Carey last week. Oh, I screeched so much, and then I was at a hen. Mariah Carey. <gasps> did you? Was it brilliant? Oh, it was great, and I. Uh, it, was, it was very cathartic and mm. I screeched more than I'd say the people beside me would have liked so but the old one. oh listen I was like if she has if she Do even decides to sing any new material forget about it off the stage off off yeah. but she sang all the oldies so oh. it was great it was very cheesy and very great I heard a story about Mariah Carey that um, an hour before she is due to wake up let's say I mean I don't imagine she's waking at half seven let's say 9.30 yeah. Yeah. opens the old peepers Somebody comes in at half eight to do her makeup while she's asleep, so she never <laughs> oh has to look at herself without makeup. I would find that so creepy, <laughs> isn't it? But also, also be like, really time-saving. Time-saving, but then you're not still asleep. No. So would you not just get up and get your makeup well, done? Well, no, you just kind of roll over and like lie in the bed, and they just. <laughs> I would just. I don't think you. I'd be able to relax. I'd be like, are they, are, when are they coming? When is the person yeah. coming that's going to be painting stuff on my face? Oh, no. The gift, and this feels a little trite, but the gift that you are most grateful for. Oh, wow. Like a gift within me. Oh, go on. I like where you went with that. I was thinking a handbag, but I prefer where you went. (laughs) What is the gift that God has given you that you're most grateful (laughs) for? No, go with that. That's what came to your mind. Oh, like, well, if it was a thing, a gift. No, that seems silly now. Go with what your (laughs) instinct was. See, it's not really a gift, but I think the thing in me that I enjoy the most is is laughing with other people, mm. and that feels like a gift when you're receiving it. Yeah, you're like, the, is there anything better than pissing yourself laughing or your mates making you laugh? Mm-hmm. 
No. So do you prefer being made laugh or making people B- both, laugh? Both, yeah. both, both, both. Um, there is like, you know those moments where you're like, uncontrollably laughing mm-hmm. for 40 minutes and weeing at the same time oh listen the wee has happened <laughs> just have to excuse yourself then <laughs> go for an outfit change but if you just that just that that is a is a gift in yeah. general of life of, uh, is laughter is that laughter and it can come at really sad moments mm. and really great moments and really silly moments I love laughing at the most silly things that when you try to explain it to somebody else they're like I, I genuinely don't don't see why that's funny but good for you you, you had to be there you d- absolutely have to yeah. be there and you know those ones when you do try and retell and, and they're like <laughs> and you get the oh yeah no, yeah. Oh, oh yeah <laughs> Yeah. I went to visit my brother last Sunday. Uh, he was doing a play up in Belfast, and we were just it's quite a serious play. Oh, it was it? very serious play. And Tennessee also, Williams, yeah, yeah. Streetcar Named Desire. So very serious. So Great. he probably needed a real laugh. But he is, is somebody Clive who makes Owen me laugh. So in much. London, I was about to say, is Clive Owen playing? And I was like, I missed him. Oh yeah, in it. Oh, is he? Yeah, didn't He's know doing that. The London version. I was like, Come Clive Owen is doing in London. Mark Huberman's doing it in Belfast. Come on. Uh, Mark makes me laugh more than... He's one of the people that makes me laugh more than anyone else. I find him... He's like your male double, isn't he? He kind of is. Hairier. He's hairier and taller. Mm. Um, But he is... he, He makes me cry laughing. He is like... He's like a giddy sister that I have. Yeah, he's great. He's just such a. He's such. I'm. I, I, do you know what? I'm thankful for all my, fa- my all my family and my brothers. But especially him. But I, <laughs> Paul, if you're listening, I love you. But Mark is the type of guy. When I had Sadie and, and my husband was away, he was still playing at the time. You know, Mark would come over and stay over and kind of get up with me during the night feeds to keep me company, and then go back oh to bed. I know. Oh, that's the cutest great. thing I've ever heard. I know. He's a dote. Also, you know, um, pygmy tribes, uh, the the men suckle the children. So he never did that. No, okay. Who would you thank if you won? I mean, there's loads of things that you could win because obviously you've got like multiple disciplines, right? And so listen, it could yeah. be, you Doesn't know. Well, it could be a BAFTA, could be a Man Booker Prize, could Jesus. be an Oscar, could be a Tony. Gosh. Like if you won a thing. My water, yeah. An IFTA. You did win an IFTA. I did win an IFTA. What, who who would, would you, you thank? thank in the hypothetical? Because sometimes people have these like, oh, you got you dream and you're in in that zone, yeah. living that moment out in the somewhere in the future. Who's the who's the person you would thank? I was thinking it'd be funny if you th- if you thanked people that really had no no impact on your Nothing life. To do with like one person who pissed you off, and you're like, thank you yeah, for, for you changing the course. On. You drove me to that. <laughs> um, that'd be quite, quite strange and bitter. Mm. I think yes, your friends and your family and your parents and all the people who encourage you and that's what makes it more personal as well because they kind of go along on a journey with you and then I do think it's important I think you know anything I do is collaborative it really mm-hmm. is and I couldn't do what I do without the team that's yeah. around it um, especially fil- film and telly stuff like you know doing the show my own show last year I, I it would not have happened without my producer who's a real mentor of mine Rebecca Flanagan and every like you know, on a set, as you know, there's 200 people involved. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't happen without everyone, you know, um, playing a part in that. Yeah. Uh, so you, I think, you know, my, my work is quite collaborative. So in that way, the, peop- the other people who are involved as well, who probably don't don't get a part of that moment. Mm-hmm. So, But they are just as involved. So a long list, 200 people. <laughs> yeah, they'd be like, Gwyneth, get off, get off. Just, just one more. <laughs> I do think, though. So, finding joy, your show—it's yeah. um, happening again. Well, ho- hopefully. I mm-hmm. mean, like with all these things, you kind of have to go pinch us all. Because th- I work in an industry where it's like 
bend or whichever yeah. but I think it's looking good it um, and we're I mean I'm started writing series two so if it doesn't that's going to be a massive up waste in the of time as well yeah so it's on Acorn uh, in the States it's on ABC Comedy in Australia so it's really fun to kind of see all those little yeah. kind of things happening like a little pebble in a lake and all yeah. the other things but no I and that was great and look you know that was the first time I'd, I'd done that and I look back I'm like whoa I had a lot to learn but um, what a monster because obviously you're yeah. in every scene yeah, yeah. you've written every scene narcissist but that, but actually, it's the way. Like when you look at Sharon Horgan or Ashling B, Roshan yeah. Conaty, like we yes, talk about all yes. of these um, friends that we have in common, and that it's it kind of is the way. And obviously, there's tons of people in the states yeah. doing that as well. But it's like women writing parts yeah. that they want to yeah. play themselves, and that's yeah. And and you know, like I I I was a writer. I wrote books and I don't think I don't know if I I would like to write a book again down the line but I was like okay why why am I writing something for myself because I, I, I've written and mm. I'm an actor so you know and, and the things that you know that make me laugh and I, I've been reading scripts for so many years but like listen it's hard to get the stuff off the ground yeah. so I am eternally thankful that I got to do that mm-hmm. when you say thanks like I you know, and, and, and it's a learning process and I, I can't wait to do the next one. If we do it, please God, fingers crossed, because I know what I will have learned from doing the first one. But I am so grateful that I got an opportunity to do it because mm-hmm. that was like, that was always that my dream to do that, to create your own content and to write. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, every stage I loved, I loved the writing of it. Those times where I was like, oh, Christ, I'm in out of my, my, my depth. But filming of it, I loved the filming of it more than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the edit was a learning process. I'd never done that before. Um, but the whole thing was, I, I'm, I've, I'm really lucky that for the most part, I, I loved it. I loved it. And I really like writing. I really like writing. I can't write for much. I can only write for about two or three hours a day. But And there's days where I'm like, oh, this is sticky. I don't know. I don't know how to write this bit. But I, I, I really enjoy that stillness and the, those the moments where I can engage my own imagination in that way and and I feel really really lucky look lucky lucky it's the a new, new word <laughs> it is it's a new it's it'll it's it'll be all the rage next month <laughs> I got the heads up and up beforehand so I'm just uh, gonna get it out there I'm really lucky for and grateful for for um being given an opportunity and for you know being being able to do the job that I did last year I love it and I really I, I really love what I do Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Honestly, it was so much fun and it's lovely. Um, we've been talking about meeting up for a million years and it has to be something like vaguely. Shit. Do I have to start a podcast now to meet up with you the next time? It's the only way it's going to work. Oh, Apparently it's the new networking. Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll meet you for a podcast. <laughs> Massive, massive thanks to my lovely friend Amy Huberman and if you're in Dublin in November, Amy is going to be live on stage with Elizabeth Day on her podcast How to Fail, which is also a cracking one. And if you're not in Dublin or it's not November, you can probably hear the podcast, so go check that out. If this has sparked some ideas about what you're thankful for this week, drop me a line with hashtag thanks a million or at Angela Scanlon, you can find me in the usual spots. And do go back and check out my other amazing guests. We've had Stacey Dooley and Ashling B and loads of others wedged in between. Just subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or on your smart speaker of choice. Okay, thanks again to Amy, to the producer Matt Hill at Rethink Audio and to you for listening. Thanks a million. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 